0: First of all, I'll give it unto God, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and to the Holy Spirit, that is a gift from God for those who receive Christ into our lives, and to those who might not be saved but are listening in as well. We pray that the Word encourages you on today as we go forth in the name of our Lord and Savior. In this message, I'll be coming from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter ten, verses thirteen through sixteen, out of the New King James Version of the Bible, and it reads. Then they brought little children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them for such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms and laid his hands on them and blessed them. I'd like to speak on this message with a title of there are no outcasts in the kingdom of God. There are no outcasts in the kingdom of God. I know we live in a society where we're where we're known as outcasts because of different social groups or different things of that, that nature. And, and we've all been been presented as an outcast in one shape, form or fashion because we've all tried to fit into different social groups or, or even just friendships and things of that nature. And we've been considered outcasts, meaning that we don't socially fit in, we don't socially be a part. And oftentimes, that's what we deal with in society. People create these different social groups, these different things, and create criteria that that shun people and keep other people out, keep them prevented. Well, I'm trying to encourage someone today to let you know that that there are no outcasts in God's kingdom. There are no outcasts nowhere. All you have to do is just submit yourself to God. In other words, you have to confess your sins and then you have to ask God for forgiveness and ask him to to come into your heart and change your life and to be born again by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And then you begin this faith walk. So as you can see here in this text, as we look at it, you see here where 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 jesus is at a location and the and they in the bible says then they brought little children to them that he might touch them you see as a parent if you have a parent that loves you they're going to bring you to the church they're going to bring you in god's presence to be touched by god they want you to be blessed but some of us have are not raised in biblical or christian homes where they teach in the word and praying and things of that nature that's okay That's not your fault. But what is your fault is if you're listening to this and you're not trying to seek out Christ or seek out this relationship with the Lord, then it becomes an issue. So I'm trying to encourage you and I want you to understand that you're not an outcast. All you have to do is do what I just stated. You have to do what Romans 10 and 9 says. And that's basically I just gave it to you in layman terms. It says Romans 10 and 9. It says this. You can go look at it. It says confess with our mouth, Lord Jesus. And believe in thy heart that God is raising from the dead and thou shalt be saved. So when you confess the Lord Jesus in your heart and in your soul and in your spirit and in your mind and you ask God for forgiveness of your sins and your shortcomings and you admit that you're a sinner and you believe that God raised him from the dead for your who died in your place for your sins, then that's the key to being saved. Only God can save, only by His Spirit. So we must understand, though sometimes when we when we're going in life, we 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 feel like we can't fit into the Christian community. We feel like I don't, I'm not worthy enough. We all should feel that way, but however, we do fit in because we can't we can't we can't save ourselves. See, we're not being saved from the devil himself we're being really saved from ourselves because if you think about it it's us that do things that 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 we're not supposed to it's us that 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 make excuses when god is trying to dictate and show us in his word and we're not praying and we're not applying ourselves it's us that make these decisions to keep these friends around around us that we know that aren't good for us but we keep them around because we just have known for so long it's us that creates these issues so we're really saving ourselves from ourselves and that's why there's a war that goes on in us once we become saved we've been born again between the between the flesh and the spirit because the flesh wants to do what it wants to do but yet the holy spirit if we pray more if we apply more then we we, we we're going to build that relationship with the lord so then our relationship is built on our relationship with him and his word and our prayers and things like that and then we're governing our lives better now i'm going to get ready to share with you some examples and maybe you've never seen them like this before in reference to this scripture but i want to finish out this 13th verse and it goes on to read but the disciples rebuked those who brought them that the disciples were with jesus but sometimes we can be selfish when it comes to god we can think that well uh uh Uh, They don't need as much Jesus as I need, or or you don't need to go to church so much, or or you don't need to pray that much. Listen, there's enough Jesus for everybody. It's just do you want Jesus for yourself, and and that's the key thing is that we don't need to keep others from the Lord. We should be encouraging people to come to the Lord, but you notice here that the disciples, they, they rebuked those who brought them. And that wasn't what God, what Jesus intended or God sent Jesus into the world to do. He didn't want to, he wanted everybody to know that he loved all mankind and that he was here to save us because of what Adam and Eve did in, in, in the garden. They sinned and sinned entered into the world. So therefore, Through Jesus Christ, my brothers and sisters, we can be saved, we can be blessed, we can receive the gift of eternal life. And it reads in in the 14th verse, but when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, let the little children come to me. And do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of God. Now, I'm going to pause right there. Now, notice what Jesus says. He was displeased because God don't want anybody to be kept away from him, period, because he He gives us all life, right? He wants to save us all, right? So the only way we're going to receive eternal life is to get to him, right? Amen, amen, amen. And he says, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. Now, I want to I share something with you here. I want to refer to 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 2 it says this as newborn babes desire the sincere pure milk of the word that ye may grow thereby you see the thing of it is we don't need to allow anyone to come to christ because at one time we all were babes we all didn't really know but our parents or someone introduced us to christ they were planting that seed and we were all like babes So here we need to understand you may not know Jesus. You may not have that intimate relationship with him, whatever, but keep going. Don't let anyone keep you from him because God wants you to get close to him. So that way he can he can show you who who he is. He can give you the gift of the Holy Spirit that will guide you and lead you and bless you and things of that nature. And Jesus goes on to say in the 15th verse, he says, assuredly. I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Now, what is Jesus saying and what is he saying in these scriptures? Now, look at check this out. Now, I want you to think about a child. You see, children, if you think about a child, they exhibit sincerity, eagerness and a trusting attitude, and they are totally dependent on their parents. That's your attitude. That's the attitude that God wants you to have toward him. He wants you to come to him like a child. So that way he can give you and grow you and shape you in a way where he can grow you for his will and his purpose. And plus, you're going to be more blessed if you do it his way instead of trying to do it your way, because that's that's not the way you have to submit yourself to God. But notice what I'm talking about here and what Jesus is referring to here. He's talking about the attitude. Sometimes us as Christians, we get out of ourselves and we we forget to be humble. We forget to be sincere and be eager and excited about the word that what, what God want to share with us. We get it and we think we got it. So therefore we stop praying as much. We stop devoting time as much. We stop doing all these other things. And then we shun those who don't know Christ instead of trying to encourage them to get to know Christ. I.e. I love the Lord. I don't sin no more. Yeah, right. You just lied. Everyone still sins. That's why we have to repent every day because the Bible says that the thought of foolishness is a sin. And the key point about that is, is we must humble ourselves and know that we're not worthy. And then we should go out and encourage others to come to church, encourage others to get in the word, encourage others about this word, because there are no outcasts. And somebody here today might be listening to this and you might be saying to yourself, but yeah, I went to church and I got church hurt. Those people didn't accept me. They didn't receive me. They didn't believe in me, whatever. So what? Get your relationship with the Lord. Go find another church and ask God to show you what church you should go to and keep praying and seek that out and develop and try to find that fellowship. Don't let the devil keep you out because spirits enter all people in and out. And sometimes Christians, even Christians, we're not promoting Christ. We're promoting a spirit that ain't of God, but we're acting like we're Christians. And I'm gonna be 100 with you. Those are fake folk and they're not a people of faith. And you have to understand that's God that's gonna take care of them, but you have to develop your relationship because God is gonna take care of you. So you put your faith and develop your relationship in the Lord as a child. You see, we should we should be tolerant tolerant of those who don't know, know the Lord and have a measure of openness to Jesus and to God, even if even if their faith lacks maturity, even if I know someone's faith lacks maturity, I'm still going to encourage you and, 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 and ask you to come to church, to be a part of my Bible study, to be a part of prayer. That's what it's all about. I love you enough to say, hey, I want you saved. I love my enemies enough to even want them saved because I know God is good and that's how God would have it. And that's why Jesus says, assuredly, I say to you, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter enter it. And see, when Jesus was referring to that, also, if you look, go back and you read the word of God with the Sadducees and Ph- uh, the, and the, and the uh, Pharisees, what you will find out is that they became so self-righteous. They had God's law. They had the authority of the church and things of that nature. However, but they misused it. They became so self-righteous that they started putting pressure on the people and they started start leaving out the love of God in which he intended them to share with them. Now I want to refer to Matthew 18:3 and 4 and it says this. And he said verily I say unto you except ye be converted and become a little ch- and, and become as little children ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. See we what those scriptures are saying there in Matthew is is you've noticed the key words are when you're converted you have to become a little child. See, when you really go to God and you really submit to God and you really allow him to come in your heart, you're going as any child would just like for Christmas. Remember when you are a little kid and you are getting ready for Christmas and, and you getting your little list together and you go to your mom and your dad and you're trying to be on your best behavior and you put your little list out there and you give it to him and say, this is what I want for Christmas. I've been good and you know, deep down, you ain't been good, but you want to present that you've been good and you know, deep down, you ain't been good, but you still present your list. like you you been good. Amen. We all been there. And, and that's the way we do with God. We, 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 okay, Lord, I've been good, but I want my blessings, but we have to humble ourselves to do that. The child is humbling themselves to do that. So you have to humble yourselves and say, Hey, I ain't been perfect, Lord, but I need you right now. I need you to come into my life. I need you to help me in every aspect of my life because you are the father and I trust you and I believe in you. And I'm, I, I know that you're going to take care of me. And that's what Jesus is saying. We have to humble ourselves as children before God every day and when we do that then it puts us in a perspective it puts us in a mindset where God can give us more wisdom more knowledge more understanding and we also can be able to help help other people come to know that they're not outcasts. that it's okay that you don't know as much as I know about the word it's okay that you don't pray as good as I pray or whatever you think in their in their in their uh, concept of where they are in their in their maturity as a believer but we are to encourage others and let them know there are no outcasts, but it's all a process and we must be encouraged by the process because we have to take it on as little children. And that's what the Lord wants us to do as Christians. We have to uh, have to assume the relationship as a child and trust and believe that God's by his Holy Spirit is going to lead us and guide us and help us along the way. And it's in look, I want you to look at this. It's about the attitude to be childlike, not be childish. I want to identify that. We want to, we want to have a, we want to have a childlike attitude, but we don't want to be childish because there is a difference. who wants to spoil a child. No one does because spoiled children do what throw fits, act up, whatever, whatever. And that's the key that, that the Lord is showing us here is that. No one's an outcast when we come to Lord, we need to be childlike and not childish. Because when we become childish, it's like a spoiled cat spoiled kid. No one wants to be around it. Amen. And I thank God that he 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 loves us enough to tolerate us and go and and allow us to live and and function and forgive us forgive us. And he he has a he has this agape love that's unconditional. Thank God for that now. We don't misuse it or mistreat it, but thank God for it because he knows that we fall short on a daily basis, but we still must pray. We still must repent. We still must hang in there. And then we have to encourage others to let them know, hey, you're not an outcast. At uh, One time I wasn't saved either. You can come to know the Lord and he's going to accept you as you are. But you have to submit to his will and his way. And I'm about to wrap this up. So we look at verse 16 and he says, and he took them up in his arms and laid his hands on them and blessed them. And, and that's what the Lord came to do. The Lord came to bless us because this can be verified in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11, where it says, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in the, in in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. You see, this has already been prophesied. And so Jesus was demonstrating this here for his love and his care for those who brought their children before him. No one's an outcast, my brothers and sisters in the Lord, no matter what your age is, whether a child is this, and it's a teen, a young adult or older, older person. If you don't know Christ, it's a good time to know who he is. But just understand, you have to submit yourself to a God that's here to bless you. He sent a savior into the world by the name of Jesus Christ. And he came in and he demonstrated the love of God and he was persecuted and he was beat down, took from judgment hall to judgment hall. And The church, the synagogue, the high priests and all of them, they went to the they took him before the courts, the Roman courts, and they judged him and and they wanted him to be crucified after they celebrated the week before. And it's sad. It's really sad. We talk about social injustice, but this is the greatest social injustice of them all. With what happened to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? One week they celebrated him the next week and they said crucify him. And they went and took him to an old rugged cross and they riveted his hands and his feet into that old rugged cross. And yes, they were treating him like an outcast. They were they were treating him like he wasn't the son of the creator. He wasn't the son of man. He was all God and all man at the same time. And everything he had done was basically in vain. Yes, our Lord and Savior was treated as an outcast. And then they hung him high. But he had said in the scriptures, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Satan didn't hear that part so when they lifted Jesus up where he could be seen by everyone Everyone could see who he was everyone could see who he is The earth shook the moon dripped blood the sun refused to shine all nature who knew who was hanging on that cross The Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who had not sinned he'd known temptation But he did not sin and he had demonstrated his love of the father who sent him, but it was okay He had to do this for us all And he was hung on that cross And he died on that cross. But the good news is he didn't stay dead because on the third day he got it with all power in his hand. The outcast that the world outcasted. And so I'm trying to share with you today that the Lord now resides on the right hand of the father. And he has a gift known as the Holy Spirit that comes into your life once you receive our Lord and Savior into your life. So I want you to understand that our Lord and Savior was never outcast, but the world treated him that way. See, and I want you to know that you are not outcast today. Be encouraged, become get saved today. All you have to do is just say, Lord, come into my heart today. First of all, Lord, forgive me of my sins because I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Then, Lord, if you don't mind, I, I do believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because I've heard the word. I don't understand it all, Lord, but that's I want you to help me, Lord. I want you to give me something to help me learn. And then it's so Lord come into my heart. Give me the anointing of your Holy Spirit. And, and I want to be born again. And the Lord will bless you with the Holy Spirit. And then if you're not in a church, find a church. Go talk to the pastor and join that body, whatever their ordinances are. Form those ordinances, begin to grow with the church body and begin your walk of faith. You're not an outcast. But we treated our, the world treated our Lord and Savior that way. But in in God's kingdom, there are no outcasts. So I pray that this message is received in which the spirit it was given to give God all the honor, glory, and the praise. This is your Friday's fresh message. God bless you and God keep you till next time. Have a nice day.